Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? Super swell. Yay. So today's topic is? Um, today's topic is mockumentaries. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird because I had a whole list typed out of all all the movie genres I thought we should talk about over like the next 10 weeks. And then I promptly went completely off script and picked one that I hadn't even thought of yet and I think it was only because uh, I happened to have the best mockumentary of all time on my mind that day oh I see and what is that in my humble opinion um, I believe that it would be Spinal Tap Mm. I have seen that it is awesome yep I don't know I think it just kind of I think it just brought mockumentaries into people's um, worlds. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, because and now, full disclosure, I don't believe I've seen lots and lots of mockumentaries. I don't believe I would probably normally consider it a genre even, but uh, it's just, I don't know. I was thinking about Spinal Tap and then I thought, oh yeah, there's been more. Um, I also have a most hated mockumentary of all time. Oh, what one is that? Borat. Oh, yeah, I saw that in the theater, actually. Oh, dear. Well, I'm sorry for your luck. No, I enjoyed it. Oh, horrible. Horrible movie, though. No? No. Did Uh, did I just not get it? You did. I mean, I'm all for crass and crude and, you know, ugly humor. It's not that I shy away from that. I just thought, I just thought the whole thing. The purposeful embarrassment part was... uh... No, I didn't mind that because I think the whole point of the movie was to show uh, to show the abysmal underbelly of what we are proud to call Merca. But I think it's just it was just too much. And I know he's over the top. I just and I usually like that kind of humor. And I'm surprised because you usually don't like Robin Williams. I could mm-hmm. stomach for a lot longer than you could, for example. But Sasha Cohen, I don't know. I just can't. He definitely has a place in historic comedic lore. I just don't think that movie, I just was like, eh. So I, I didn't, I just stayed clear of the dictator. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I didn't, uh, I didn't he even reminded think me of, of watching it. Of a fast forward and update what... Um, like, imagine what, um, oh, what's his name? Andy Kaufman would have done with social media. Oh, my God. And 24-hour news and Good point. A, a million awards shows, like Borat sticking his balls in Eminem's face, for example. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. So now imagine what Kaufman would have done with, oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know? Uh, so it's funny because I love... I love that kind of over-the-top, uncomfortable, make you really closely examine what it is you're laughing at and how it's really sad and depressing. (laughs) I like that. Like, I like Jim Carrey and I like Kaufman and I just find Cohen, I don't know if it's the distastefulness, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I don't mind embarrassment and I don't mind things going over the top, you know, the ball of pubis makes me laugh every time but this there's just some things i think it just goes too far and it's just not edited well i guess i don't know anyway it's been a long time Mm -hmm. since i saw it yeah um i just saw a preview 
the other day in the theater for a movie along that same vein of uh, people kind of assuming the character going out in public and doing just outrageous and embarrassing things and filming the reaction and all of that. And I can't for the life of me remember the title of it. Oh. Uh, but uh, it's the the movie is this like Borat was, you know, some guy coming to America and having adventures. The plot of this film is an old man, uh, like a grandpa or something, uh, driving his uh, young grandchild, a boy, across country for some reason uh, that I forget. And anyway, that's just the thinly veiled uh, plot to move embarrassing situations along. And uh, I was watching the preview and the uh, scenes that they were previewing were just awkwardly, kind of uncomfortably embarrassing, not especially funny. But then there was a scene that had uh, both myself and spousal unit laughing out loud. And that was a scene where they go to a, um, oh, I forget what they call, but it's a pageant for like really little girls, like four, yes. five and six, you know? Yes, like the tots, yeah. Yeah, tots. And uh, so they go to a beauty pageant like that. And the boy dresses up like a girl and, you know, is very convincing and everything like that. And uh, the act, you know, the talent show part, uh, he there's a, a boat with a, you know, a mast and a sail and everything and uh, a nice sailor outfit. And uh, the boy, as a girl, begins singing a, a song and dancing a little bit. But then the music changes and uh, the mast of the uh, ship is actually a gold pole and it becomes a stripper <laughs> act. And uh, uh, in the song is a, a cherry pie. And uh, and, uh, the camera focuses on the reaction of the parents and the other children watching and stuff like that. Everyone clutching their pearls and gasping. And then the uh, and then the grandfather comes out and starts uh, whipping dollar bills out and everything like that, raining dollar bills on. Wait, was it? Wait, you can't remember what this movie is? The title, right? I can't for the life of me. Was it Little Miss Sunshine? No, no, it's a movie yet to be released. Oh, it was a trailer you saw. Right. Oh, I missed that key point of information. I apologize. And oh, so, that's uh, funny. Oh, my gosh. And so uh, seeing the reaction to... And but that's a wonderful comedy because that uh, just spotlights what they are doing. You know, they're a, a beauty pageant for tots is like, what are you doing? And this is like way inappropriate. Well, if you're going to be inappropriate... This is what's inappropriate. Ding. You know, and it was just the way it was done and everything like that was just hilarious. It was very funny and clever. And so uh, I might see that movie when I remember its title (laughs) (laughs) Uh, later on because of that one scene. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Well, I mean, and don't you find in movies when you see a trailer, you sit there thinking, gosh, I hope they didn't just pull out every single best part of the movie and throw it in this trailer. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you get to movies and you think, wow, that was the tip of the iceberg. Yay. And you enjoy the whole movie and it's awesome. And then you get to some movies and you're like, everything that was good about this movie was in the trailer. Mm-hmm. And and the rest either sucks or is total disappointment. Mm-hmm. That happened mm-hmm. to us with Road to Terabithia. I have not seen it. So Road to Terabithia is, uh, I won't spoil it, but let's just say the ad on TV was 
you know, a boy and his little friend go into the woods and they they find this magical, mythical world with rainbows and unicorns and kitties and puppies living happily ever after and little sprites and rainbows and right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Honest to God. And the and the graphics were fantastic and I'm like, I wanna go to there and it was awesome and I couldn't wait to see a movie where you saw this place a lot. And you saw the place in the trailer as much in the movie as you did in the trailer and the rest of the movie oh, no. was about very depressing things oh ick and so i hadn't read the book and so and neither had my children and neither had and my husband hadn't and so our kids were like 10 and 8 or something and maybe a tiny bit older and we sat there thinking this is going to be a movie about a boy and a girl who run off together like you know the girl moves in next door and they run off to the woods and the rest is going to be all charlie the unicorn right (laughs) and 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 you know 20 minutes into the movie we're sitting there all four of us in tears oh my gosh and i turned to my wee kids and said i am so sorry and my daughter's like it's okay maybe it gets better you know (laughs) and my son's like i'm okay and i'm like oh my gosh i hate this movie it's horrible it's horrible and so so then we're like well you know they we know there's more because in the trailer they show the mythical wonderful land again you know because we've seen it twice we've only seen it once and we know it's twice in the trailer (laughs) and so sure enough in the last 10 minutes they show it again I was so pissed off. Just how they advertise that movie is, yay, fun in a magical land. And how it turns out is, oh my gosh, this is what this child's brain needed to do to deal with the sheer horrific happenings in his world. Oh, I see. Mm. Yeah. It's like, oh, here's, here's where you can go to escape the tremendous, crushingly depressing reality <laughs> that you're in. <laughs> Sorry, I know it's not a mockumentary, and I know we're talking about mockumentaries, but the point being, it's so it's so sad to me when you see, and especially in action movies, where they show all the action in the trailer, and then you get to the movie, and it's like, they're standing in an office talking, and the only time you see action is when they put in the parts that were in the trailer. <laughs> like, it's just, it's false advertising, and it's the worst. I hate also when, the uh, speaking of action, they reveal they spoil the their own movie in the trailer uh oh. i remember a alien invasion movie where a uh, car is driving out of a parking garage and it hits the surface level and then is stopped by the leg of a giant um, alien machine well that would have had such impact in the movie but, but we all now we're sitting in the movie waiting for it to happen because we know exactly and i yeah. remember distinctly uh what we watched it in the theater and there was this uh, guy uh, with his date a few rows ahead, and the scene was coming up, and he pointed it out. He actually pointed to the screen and said something to his date. This is where the giant leg is going to... Exactly. And yeah. I thought, oh, what? Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. So uh, my... I don't know if I have a favorite mockumentary. I would think the first one that came to my mind, that popped uh, to mind, was... The Blair Witch Project, which is... Is that a mockumentary? Oh, of course. Yes. Yes, of course. And uh, that would be my favorite for, for by far and away. 
I think that was one of the very first horror mockumentaries for sure. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would also pick uh, one that's hard to find. I saw it on Netflix, but it has since gone away from Netflix, which is unfortunate. But if you can find it, I would uh, make an effort to see Lake Mungo, M-U-N-G-O. You've talked about this. Why do I know that name? Did you talk about this when we... Was it horror? Yes. Oh, see, that's why. Because you mentioned it during our horror episode, which was episode one. Oh, I did. Uh, I forgot, but I will remind all (laughs) that uh, Lake Mungo is a good mockumentary. It is, um, I'll say, ghost. And anyway, uh, it's uh, made in Australia. And it features uh, the story of a teenaged girl who uh, disappears. And people... Uh, deal with that and uh, it has some genuinely uh, frightening uh, moments and stay for the credits and uh, it's uh, it's surprisingly well done it it's low budget but uh, it's a found footage kind of deal and uh, very effective it's uh, it's pretty good I would also recommend on a one that has a, a budget probably the bigger budget than any mockumentary I've seen is Troll Hunter, which is a Norwegian <laughs> film, and you, I think you can it's still a what see that film? Norwegian. Oh yeah, and I think oh, you those can Norwegians. <laughs> they make can... them some crazy ass films. <laughs> it's true, true story, mm-hmm. and I believe you can still see it on Netflix. I haven't checked, but if um, it just it's subtitled, so don't worry about that. But Troll Hunter is very good, and it's uh, it takes the. Um, its plot is that uh, a film crew of students goes out to interview a guy who is rumored to hunt trolls. And they don't <laughs> believe that trolls exist, but they have found budget in the government for troll hunting, basically, uh, through Jeez. investigative journalism. And they're like, what is this money being spent on troll hunting? Hunting What? It's, right. You know, what are they hiding? You know, there aren't, right. everyone knows there aren't trolls. So what's going on? And, right. oh, it's, we found this guy who's supposed to they're be... They're finding nuclear waste or something. <laughs> right, right. And uh, we found this guy who's supposed to be the troll hunter. So we'll go interview <laughs> him and see what he's really doing. And they go and they find out, oh, my God, trolls are real. <laughs> and it's so <laughs> it's so very good. It's it's really awesome. Uh, very well done. A good, uh, excellent oh God, special effects. Like um, good plot. Uh, and uh, scary in a couple places because trolls are monsters. And, and lots of humor as Norwegians like to salt and pepper their movies. But... It's true. Uh, very uh-huh. dry, witty. Uh, it's not really laugh out loud humor. It's, ha, I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, it's very self-deprecating humor, right? It is. It is. Yeah. No, I like it a lot. I like uh, I like the way they do films because it's just and they're very real. Like there's there's just a realism. You know what I mean? Like they don't they don't make up everybody up and you know like people are picking their nose in their movies. I guess is the best way, right? It's just mm-hmm. real. I don't know. Anyway, in all their movies, whether it's a rom com or a drama or anything. <laughs> um, so you made me think of another, I think this has got to be considered a mockumentary and not a real mentory, and that's Catfish. Catfish. <laughs> okay, so if you've never seen Catfish, this, it's an interesting movie, uh, just see it if you've got some spare time, it's on Netflix, but don't, it's one of those movies that, because I have a tremendous imagination, I just expected a way bigger payoff 
So it's just not, the payoff's a little less than, uh, so what it's about, it's about a guy who Uh, uh, he's he's doing a documentary about himself and somehow in that time he gets uh, he makes a friend on Facebook who's following him and then the documentary takes a turn and beco becomes instead of him setting up an art gallery or whatever it is it becomes about him his relationship with this girl that he meets online mm -hmm. and him wanting to figure out who she because they start getting doubts that she's not who she says she is. Oh, I see. And it was done long enough ago um, that at the time, this was a big deal. Mm. Um, a bigger deal than now. Like now, you know, if you're talking to a hot 18-year-old, it's probably a 54-year-old Australian man in his basement. You, just, <laughs> right, you right. just know that now. Right, right. But back, yeah. then, but back then, it was, it was more a myth that that happened. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so when you're watching it, and the thing was, I was just, they've, the way they've made it, it's kind of, it, it, it's suspenseful. Like there's some thrilling moments in it. And then the payoff is like, oh, it's not nearly as, it's just fucked up. Is what it is. <laughs> but it's not nearly as, um, oh, it came out in 2010. What? What? Anyway, so what I did is I didn't know what the payoff was going to be and what the punchline was. And so I watched with my daughter because I knew the point of the movie was to expose that, you know, this hot 20-something that he was having this online relationship was, with wasn't a hot 20-something. Mm -hmm. And so I watched with my husband and my daughter because she was, you know, getting into the age where, well, she was 13 at the time, so she had just entered the world oh Facebook and uh, I thought well this will be happy and healthy for her to watch and we were kind of like oh that's kind of it just ended up being kind of not as tantalizing as we would have liked but it is reality so I don't know if you call it a mockumentary because all the events are real they just kind of they just kind of trumped it up a little and anyway and then this what I've learned recently is this movie spawned a reality TV show. What the what? Or a talk show or something where he debunks fake people on the internet or something. I don't know. I don't even want to know. But Catfish can... the TV show, it says, it's on MTV. And, um, and the story of why it's called Catfish is kind of touching. So stay, stay for the end of that. You uh, can't stream it on netflix or amazon but you can rent it on itunes voodoo youtube google play and xbox live yes mm -hmm. oh we can stream it in canada take that Murka. <gasps> gasp that about about darn tootin time <laughs> so the other one that i'm dying to see and i <clears throat> i remember when they talked about this coming out um and I saw the trailer, and just the whole idea tickled me, and I really wanted to see it. And it's a movie that Zach Galifianakis made, and I love him, I love him, I love him. I want to have his babies love him, um, because he's just absolutely brilliant. He made a movie called Craigslist Joe. Do you remember seeing the trailer about this? No. So I saw the trailer, and I was immediately charmed by it, wanted to see it. It came out in 2012, and I missed it. Like, it just completely flew past me and I never saw it and so now that I realize and it's only an hour and a half um, what it is 
is, uh, it's about, it's a mockumentary about 29-year-old Joseph Garner <clears throat> spends one month on the goodness of Craigslist posters for his survival. Like zero dollars. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Scary. Mm-hmm. 31 days, no money, no contacts, endless possibilities. <laughs> and so I'm not sure if they if they did this and followed him around and just made a movie or if I, yeah I think that's what they did I think they got an actor and said here's what you're going to do you're going to live off Craigslist for 31 days and we're going to film it because hmm. it says Joseph Garner plays himself hmm. um, anyway and I think it's it was supposed to be probably more um, I mean it, it's so it only rates like a six or seven on IMDb, but I think, um, and six from Metacritic, but I think it was supposed to be more quirky and bizarre than it turned out to be. I think it ended up being more heartwarming. Hmm. Anyway, I want to see that one because it's Zach Galifianakis and I love him. Hmm. That's called Craigslist Joe. And even, just watch the trailer even because that's a, watching the trailers, awesome. A documentary I saw recently that is real, not mock, that uh, I was uh, this conversation reminded me of is My Amityville Horror, which interviews one of the uh, children yep. that was in the true story part of the Amityville Horror. And if you are into that um, milieu of haunted houses and ghost stories and things like that, you will enjoy this documentary because it explains i think why and how the story came to be and uh since it's kind of fakey fake because mm -hmm. as others have pointed out uh one problem with the amityville horror story is that it has one of every possible combination of hunting and thing you know it has poltergeist and uh, ghosts and evil and you know right. flies and, and demons possession. And, and possession yeah. you know yeah. and so it and bleeding walls and you know all of this so so, so really really you built a house on the hellmouth and you got every evil in, <laughs> known to mankind you right and so anyway it explains you know uh, and so the uh, in the back of my mind has always been well uh, the Lutzes you know that's a family uh, L U T Z. Uh, the Lutz family, what uh, were they really like and everything like that? And why would they make something like this up? And what would, you know, the background really be and everything like that? And what's the real story and stuff like that? In Hoosel, this uh, My Amityville Horror is just basically the boy. Uh, the Lutzes had, uh, you know, a boy and a girl. And uh, this is the boy explaining things that happened. And it's uh, very interesting and eye-opening. And if you uh, believe what he says, it was a very dysfunctional household. And mm -hmm. uh, I can now easily see and understand the motivation behind everything that they did and said. And it all becomes clear, assuming that he's telling the truth. And I guess um, what's interesting is that for him, as you watch him talk, you can tell that some of the things he is saying feels like an obvious lie but it's interesting to watch him obviously lie and understand or think you understand why and what's really going on and that's the compelling part of the documentary so and is that revealed 
by the documentarianism of oh, the no. movie? Uh, oh, no. The whole thing is uh, he lets him hang himself with his own rope. And so the uh, whole Aww. movie is all uh, just, it lets it unwind. And uh, so I suppose, you know, this kind of sort of fits into the mockumentary category because, you know, the whole... It's Amity a documentary book. of a guy lying. Right, you know, and... Yeah. Uh, so it's it's interesting, That's and you can sad. tell that some of the things, oh, what he's seeing now is probably true, you know, the way he's putting it and how it fits in with other things that happened. But are you like, oh, that's cute, he thinks that's real? No. Oh. <laughs> um, no, not really. Aww. There's nothing cute about it, because it was a dysfunctional uh, household uh, and family and everything like that, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, and you can tell that he's obviously hyperbolic and just carries things to the nth degree and says things that eh, come on you know almost certainly I'm... didn't happen but it's like i say uh, despite all of that it, it's interesting to watch it all happen and uh the even do you, do you know people like that because i do we talked about one this morning actually before mm -hmm. we uh not in uh, not in real life but it's um it's it's one of those things where it's literally like walking through a minefield because mm -hmm. you don't want to indicate that you know that it's bunk because mm -hmm. it might not be but probably is but you want to also and you can't remember what and the thing is they they can't ugh. it's to the point where they're it's not even a lie to them anymore it's their reality like this mm -hmm. is what this is what happens with with people who for whatever psychological or upbringing moment have decided that they need to to change and bend and warp their reality and mm -hmm. so it's a, it's i don't feel bad when it happens it's more i just feel badly for them trying to figure out what's reality and what's not anymore because i can't keep track anymore so how can they you know uh -huh. and, and all i'm basing my life on is truths but when somebody isn't it's it's frightening yep and uh it i think it's a uh, whole kind of special to do that right right uh the motivation it seems is uh this person is in pain and that person mm -hmm. wants to express it and get you know uh camaraderie or hope or comfort or you know commiserate Atten well, or, yeah, or you know, something like that and yeah but they feel you know to armchair psycho psychoanalyze they feel that they won't get that uh attention or uh whatever unless they take it to the nth degree. right and yeah. uh, make it all hyperbolic and so that happens they didn't, they didn't skin their knee they dislocated their kneecap right yeah exactly yeah. and so uh you want to reach out to that person who's in pain and comfort them because you know they're a friend or relative or whatever and so you kind of have to go mm, okay you know, like, I but dislocated my knee. Word, uh, but you okay. used a word, yeah, and you know, you're like, oh, she skinned her knee, but I'm going to have to go over there. I know, and right. it's weird mm. because you actually said um, a word which is compartmentalized. And you know what? I think that's what they're doing. I think what they have to do is take their fear or loathing or insecurity and put it in a compartment and wrap it up in a fantasy so that it's not as, as boring or... Mm -hmm. or mundane you know 
there's nothing wrong with mundane pain. When you skin your knee, it hurts. You don't have to tell me <laughs> you need you need knee surgery for me to get uh oh, you know. Right, right, right. Out of your skin knee. I'll I will sympathize. If you're in pain, you're in pain. You don't have to outdo a hundred other people to get me to notice your pain. And so I feel very sorry for people that do that, for people that feel they need to Yeah. We just we just veered way off the mockumentary trail <laughs> into thirty minute psychology. Um, but yeah, it's 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 funny because I'm looking back at our list and the mockumentaries we've talked about are all super hyperbolic. <laughs> so I wonder if part of what makes puts the mock in mockumentary is that yeah, we have to mock that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. You know, like it just has to be a caricature of itself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. Yeah, like, like, think about Spinal Tap, which is a freaking awesome movie, but it wouldn't be nearly as funny if, as if, I mean, ultimately they're all kind of sad, depressing characters, but they just keep the laughs coming, so it's okay. <laughs> you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I totally forgot to look at the time when we started. Are we... Yeah, so did I. I have no idea where we're at. Um, I think we're probably close, though. Yep. Because I feel like I've talked a long time. Yeah, me too. So if we're over, feel free to take out any of our armchair psychology portions. <laughs> <laughs> so next week, we will be talking about monster movies. Dun, dun, dun. Um, I have one at the ready that I can uh, talk about probably. Oh, no. No, I have two. Two that I can talk about. Dude, I have so many. <laughs> we will have we will have no uh, no trouble finding content for the next episode. Excellent. Yay. I can't wait. Hmm. So uh, you can find us on Facebook? Question mark? Yes, you can find us on Facebook.com uh, slash 30 Minute Movies Podcast. Excellent. Leave us a comment. Uh, tell us what your favorite mockumentary are or uh, give us the scoop in our uh, armchair psychoanalysis or tell us about your favorite haunted house <laughs> movie, etc. Or tell us what monster movie you want us to talk about. Yes, indeed. That would be super awesome. Yep, it would. Cool. Well, thank you very much. That was fun. And now I want to go watch... I want to go watch a couple mockumentaries now. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.